0: Uh, What's that thing that they did between uh, Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow?
1: Oh, a mutual, conscious uncoupling. There we go. We should have done that in the C uh, thing, shouldn't (laughs) we? The letter D. Every week we look at the funny side of the dictionary, we just rattle through some of the big words, small words, words you've never heard of, words that are new to the world, and break down what they mean. This week it is the letter D. Paul Gannon, I called you double denim. Yeah. Needs little explanation. Uh, The look of a cowboy. Someone who wears jeans and a denim shirt.
0: That's interesting, it's basically what you're calling me is a member of status quo.
1: Yeah. All right. I'm happy with that. John Wayne's love child. Whatever you want. Clever, uh, but, <laughs> but where do jeans come from? Are you wearing a pair right? Do you now? know what? That's let interesting
0: because that's one of my meat words. Great, let yeah. Me
1: show me. Let me see what you got. I do not approve of those jeans. What or, is wrong with or these jeans? Double lunge maneuver.
0: That double lunge maneuver is what the ladies get after a few drinks. You got it sober.
1: The only jeans you should be wearing as a modern man are dark denim. Right. Unless you are famous enough to get papped, in which case you can wear double, triple, quadruple denim, whatever you like. You can even have your kidneys covered and draped in denim. Uh, you should only be wearing dark denim. Throw away, seriously, those faded patch jeans. You know, that kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, like, a white halo on the thighs. Yeah. They're horrible. This is not 2003. You're not in S Club 7.
0: No, I used to get that patch in the groinal area, and then it would wear away. Well, I'm
1: going to explain why you still get those. Oh, Um, I know why, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Throw away any jeans with deliberate rips. If your jeans are too long, as if they go past your lower ankle, take them to a tailor or any kind of dry cleaners. For about £8, they'll make them fit. Because right. that kind of straggly crap that you have hanging off the back of your jeans, got to get rid of it. And any jeans with big bag pockets, all you need is a fella, dark denim. That will work perfectly. But where did jeans come from? I'll tell you. In the 1870s, labourers used to wear denim workwear. Yeah. But the trouble with uh, doing physical labour uh, is that it puts a lot of stress on your clothes and the denim was uh, and the jeans were tearing apart at the seams. So a wife of a labourer went to a tailor and said, this is your lifeblood, mate, fix it. Yeah. And so he went to his fabric supplier and uh, asked him for a bit more fabric so he could add rivets to the joints. Yeah. So if you look at your jeans, you'll see you've got these weird rivets near your condom pocket, which actually was... Is
0: that what it's called, the condom pocket? Because frankly, it's never had
1: one in. It's where you would put your pocket watch so that it wouldn't get scratched with your... And nails and things I like thought, that.
0: Oh, case. like you could have on a little chain on your belt and it yeah. would go into your pocket.
1: And actually the whole thing became so popular that uh, this uh, uh, tailor and his fabric supplier, Levi Strauss... Who? ...turned it into jeans. And there you go. Uh, how often do you wash your jeans?
0: Uh, I have many pairs of similar styles, so even though it looks like I never wash my jeans at all, I do actually want wash them once a week. You should
1: never wash your jeans. You're just saying that, surely. Uh, you should never wash them.
0: Why? Because if you, have you smelt my jeans after a couple of days of me being in them?
1: You're supposed to put your jeans in the freezer. No! It kills off the
0: bacteria and stuff. Because you're just. I'm going to try this out. I'm going to test this.
1: Put them in your freezer next to your. uh So, this is
0: cockamamie (laughs) balls.
1: It's true. Put your jeans in the freezer. What about stains? They, well, they all they all add to the flavour, but Ugh. it gets rid of the smells because it kills, you freeze off the bacteria, like mammoths. But my mammoth. pants
0: do still look like, you pants know, you camouflage. Got a,
1: pants you gotta wash. Right. Hit me with what you call me. I called you dentiloquent. I
0: love it. Someone who goes to the dentist regularly. No. It's sometimes how you talk back to me once S- I've been snarky. Someone
1: who is a delinquent and never goes to the dentist at all.
0: No, it's someone who speaks with clenched teeth you know, like this, when you're just like, yeah, mate, yeah, all the that's time. fine. It's an extension of the whole idea of being uh, through gritted teeth. Yeah. The idea of saying yes to something, but saying it in such a way that you're obviously showing your displeasure yeah, with that cl- agreement.
1: Clearly you disagree, but yeah. you're just going along with it.
0: Or, you know, it's part of that whole exercise of ventriloquists and how they can talk without moving their mouth. Got a gear Got
1: a I cannot close my teeth properly. Try aligning them. Let me see what your mouth looks like. Yeah, you look... I don't str- like opening my mouth. I hate my I teeth. I can't cause i got a wonky tooth. It's mm. try now if you're listening. It's really hard to align your teeth.
0: It also feels weird. The under mm. the jaw should hang below and up to the front.
1: I look like I'm about to punch someone. <laughs> yeah, you do mm. look
0: like a bad extra on EastEnders.
1: And this is the soon-to-be dude divorced podcast. Dude divorced. Yeah, when two blokes go their separate ways. Oh. dude divorce is a port person toe. Or a association <laughs> of two associated words more commonly now because these things happen more regularly uh, they're known as franken words ok uh, though its origin is debatable of dude a sports columnist in the Myrtle Beach Sun News may have coined it or at least popularised it back in 2009 before a dude voice you might celebrate dude and tine's day where two blokes
0: almighty two
1: blokes hang out together uh, but in, in a non-romantic sense you may also go and buy some brewskis before you have a bro down together on a friday night
0: or have a bromance between two mates
1: these are the kind of words that exist now
0: Uh, what's that thing that they did between uh chris martin and gwyneth paltrow
1: oh a mutual uh, uncouple conscious uncoupling there we go we should have done that in the uh, sea yeah but the male version of that the all-male version of conscious uncoupling would be do divorce here we go time for this week's cheat 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 letters yeah Helping you get better at Scrabble and Words with Friends. Why not? This will get you 19 points in Scrabble, 22 in Words with Friends, but what does it mean? Spellcasting, die bucks. D-Y-B-B-U-K-S. Die bucks.
0: Imagine that word from bottom where they're doing a crossword, and then it goes, <laughs> What <word> it goes, fizz bucks. <laughs> it's one of those words. I know,
1: die bucks. It's a real seven-letter D word. You'll find out what it means shortly, but first, time to dedicate this week's Dictionary to Joseph Albin whose life really focused on one D word in particular death oh joseph albin filed patent number D6140 on september the 17th 1842 for the coffin
0: Really? Yeah. What year was
1: that, 18? 1872.
0: The thing is about patents, very briefly, is that they're an interesting quandary because a great example of this is if you're a magician. Mm. If you're a magician and you've got a magic trick, yeah. what was popular around the late 1800s was other magicians stealing it by watch, sitting in different performances in different areas and seeing, oh, there's the lights, there's the string, whatever. Mm. And so you had two options. You could either not tell anyone about this magic trick and therefore try and keep it secret, but if someone stole it, then they've stolen it and they yeah. get away with murder. If you patent it, then you have to put the plan on how the trick works. They have access to it. It belongs to you. Yep. But then the magician, the, that genie, is out of the bottle.
1: Yeah, coffin is a Latinization of the old Greek coffinus, which means basket. Oh. So in the old days, you go back to the Greek days, like 2000, uh, well, go back to zero. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they were just sticking bodies in the ground in, in baskets. First recorded in English was the word coffin in 1380. There is a difference between a coffin and a casket, though. Do you know what it is?
0: Uh, is a casket more down to it's screwed together or it's more held together? Or
1: coffin is hexagonal or octagonal.
0: It okay. kind of has that looks like the a shade look. That we all...
1: Twenty pence piece at the top, whereas a casket is just a rectangular box.
0: Oh, Pretty yeah. Pretty
1: straightforward. More kind of Egyptian style. Although I urge you, I've had the time of my life today the most macabre Google session possible. Look up Ghanaian coffins. The yeah. Ghanaians really go in for designer coffins, right? Ever since a group of carpenters had their work profiled in the Museum of Modern Art in Paris around about 1989, Ghanaian coffins have become a boom business. Designs for Ghanaian coffins... Yeah. So you're thinking box of 20 pence piece on the end or just a kind of shoebox type thing. They do race
0: cars. I've seen some of these rockets.
1: Planes, fish pigs, food. I've now seen mobile phone coffins. That's excellent. Shoe coffins and even Coca-Cola bottle coffins.
0: If you could pick any coffin like that <laughs> to be buried in, what would you get buried in?
1: I would get the one that I've seen Carl Pilkington sit in, oh. which is a Twix coffin <laughs> for when you and your partner want to be buried together. I don't know where it sits on the brand guidelines with Mars, but you can have your very own Twix coffin. Get your Google on, Ghanaian and Coffin. You'll have a top time. Oh! Hey, this is a Dictionary. It's time for the uh, big, hefty, meaty slice of word play. Uh, we're on the letter D this week. Uh, would you like to go first, Paul Gannon?
0: Well, I may as well go back to the uh, well we were at before with the word that I chose was denim. Yeah. Funnily enough, sometimes okay. we cross paths, but... Um, the reason why I thought denim uh, would be an interesting one was because I only just found out recently where the word denim comes from, literally a few days ago.
1: Is it that Blondie song? Denim, denim. denim. denim.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's fascinating, actually. this The word denim and jeans are both interesting where their words come from. So, the sailors in Italy in Genoa were known yeah. as jeans. Oh, there's a bunch oh, of jeans. Oh, yeah. And they you would you wear, think Americans or Jews. That's the issue. its It's a European invention, denim. But the word denim itself is fascinating because it comes from a phrase called Serge Denim. Nîmes was a town in France that made this. It wasn't the only place that made this kind of coarse fabric. Basically, uh, the fabric they were using was a durable twilled woolen or worsted fabric. And it was made from a town called Nîmes in France. So, the idea was it was Serge Denim, which was eventually contracted to Denim. That,
1: that sounds like a waiter that served me once, doesn't it? Serge Denim. Serge Denim, Some yeah. kind of Italian porn star.
0: How can I help you today? <laughs> um, I no. believe I ordered a pizza. Oh, 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 don't oh.
1: Serge your Denim on me.
0: Oh, all over your face, neck, and. <laughs> (laughs) chest right so (laughs) wow so there so here's the fascinating thing now jeans have been popular for at least a good hundred years now and they've been adopted by different types of movements throughout that period so obviously you had workers construction workers wearing these things um then you had the beatnik movement who popularized jeans and then the hippies got on behind it because all of a sudden became anti-establishment to wear jeans and now dads now dads and
1: mums mum jeans google mum jeans you see what i'm talking about
0: Our generation is probably the last of the generation to accept jeans as the popular trouser wear of our group. Now, the youth... Would rather wear tracksuit bombs or slack pants. Apparently, well, I
1: think yeah. Hips- jeans- hipsters have changed what we wear, yeah, haven't they? But they they go back and pick old clothes. Jeans is kind of associated with eighties, like football hooliganism, jeans and white trainers, that kind of yeah.
0: Thing. Or even that bleach white kind of you know denim for like yeah. you know star not not star or not i am thinking of the fonz. No Miami Vice kind of that oh, look, yeah. you know the kind of jacket and jeans yeah. thing, you know. The, the, but it it'll, it'll
1: be in when the kids say it's in, and it'll be out when the kids say it's out.
0: But the kids are the teens are now buying more from Nike who decided to change their sportswear into a phrase that I find appalling, which goes back to the Franken-word thing, which is called athleisure apparel. Perfect. I so, love it. So half athletics, half leisure. I'm
1: going to buy the whole set in small and yeah. wear it down the high street just to show them how ridiculous it is.
0: That athleisure apparel now comprises of 28% of teens' apparel purchases, up from 6% in 2008. As a result, Bloomberg report that Levi's, who were the iconic gene makers of our time have struck a problem of late because they're not adapted with these times and gone for a similar line so as a result Levi's sales have dipped from over 7 million uh, US dollars per year to now only 4.8
1: I'm so sad they're not making as much money as they were before
0: but now everyone is going to be dressing like they're part of some kind of Olympic sports team I think if
1: you wear sportswear and you're not doing any sport you should be uh, thrown into the nearest, we should have prisons on every street corner yeah like post boxes well
0: like the old doctor who police box they were prisons you
1: should throw them in there all right next word for you d word dr google a name given to anyone who self-diagnoses themselves on the
0: internet (laughs) also a very dodgy doctor i used to have when i was younger
1: courtesy of reddit these are some of the most common most popular self-diagnoses from medics around the world Uh, (laughs) aids cancer black (laughs) plague one guy was having seizures from a parasite Turned out he was psychotic and was self-treating what he thought was a parasite infestation by drinking household cleaning agents.
0: That is crazy.
1: When he started seizing afterwards, this reconfirmed his, pa- his own parasite diagnosis <coughs> in the mind, so he drank more household cleaning agents.
0: <laughs> That's a cognitive bias, right?
1: One patient had uh, diarrhoea. Words. Yeah, it was yellow and liquid. The patient said there was something very wrong, and somehow the tubes inside his body must have got crossed because pee was coming out of his bottom. Right, because it was that liquid. It was that liquid, isn't it?
0: Right. Yeah. So that. I mean, I think as I went to a doctor a few years ago with a similar problem, when I was going to the toilet to do a poopy, it's coming out like a string. Hmm. And so the doctor goes, "Take your child off," which I did, and he goes, "Right," and he pulls out these scissors. I was like, "What are you going to do?" And he goes, "I'm going to cut six inches off the bottom of your string vest." Eat it. (laughs) Now you're gritting teeth.
1: (laughs) One male nurse wrote, uh, I had a patient come in to the emergency department complaining of a breast lump. He anxiously stated that there was a mass that was very painful to touch and he was convinced it was going to die of breast cancer. After a battery of questions, I asked him to take off his shirt so I could examine and touch the mass. After a couple of seconds, I turned to him and said, Sir, that lump is your rib. (laughs) (laughs) and finally a patient went into the ER with a gangrenous toe he said don't worry about it it'll get better with antibiotics I know my body don't worry it's fine so he left with the antibiotics that he asked for Mm. and was told to return if anything changes he came back the next day with the toe in his hand
0: Some people. Yeah. There's a whole reason we have the Darwin Awards. Have you heard about the Darwin Awards? I have done, yeah. Yeah, we could have covered that as well after the D, but...
1: I I had to go into the hospital for a scan, because I had a a lump in my breast, and I was like, well, that could be anything, like Mm. uh, ingrown hair or some kind of fluid. Anyway, so I went in and they went, there's definitely a lump there. So anyway, you have to go for a scan in the hospital and Mm. sit there and they scan you and they check you, and they diagnosed me with gynecomastia, What's that? The medical term for man boob.
0: <laughs> That's sad. The thing is, it's not so much that you were worried, and it's obviously a very upsetting process to yeah. go through. The fact that they turned around and said, you've got man tits, mate. That, you had to get a I doctor d- to I, tell you that. I did
1: say, what is that? And they said it's enlarged breasts in men, triggered by estrogen or testosterone imbalance.
0: Oh, So it doesn't
1: mean I'm fat, it just means I'm over-emotional and I'm not doing enough sport.
0: But you're not on HRT yeah. either.
1: So I did have a small uh, brush with Dr... Google, Google, yeah. Uh, If you've Dr. Googled yourself, uh, please let us know what you've given yourself. Thanks.
0: And finally, here's the word I have for you. It's another one of my £50 words. It is dactylogram. Do you know what it is? What do you think it is?
1: Uh, A dactylogram. Yeah. Dactyl, pterodactyl. I think it is uh, five-sided drawings... Or birds, pictures of birds.
0: Can you give yourself a ding on that? Can I? No, because I, actually oh, you're wrong. No,
1: you're, you're such a prick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm um,
1: going to give myself one anyway. Yeah, do it. it. Uh,
0: no, it is simply fingerprinting.
1: Oh, I love it. Yeah, that, yeah that I, Telegrams, I, fingerprinting.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating as well, because we're all aware of fingerprinting being used in crime now. And you think, oh, it's obviously a turn-of-the-century thing, maybe 17, 1800s they've discovered it. Apparently fingerprints were quite well known and quite common as a, as a term of uh, identification. Yeah. They even think back in prehistoric times, like in Nova Scotia, they found artwork that was signed by artists with their thumbprints or palm oh, prints. Yeah. Also, in ancient Babylon, fingerprints were used on clay tablets as business transactions. So you'd put your thumb on the tablet to basically sign it. Yeah. And again, China had the same thing as well. China would uh, use uh, thumbprints on uh, their seals, you know, for sealing letters or documents. You could also use that wax and put your thumb
1: Uh, I have a slight issue with this go on it's fine that you put your thumbprint on a thing to go that's mine yeah how the hell do I know what your thumbprint looks like? How do I go, oh, that's definitely uh, Paul's thumb.
0: Ah, but here's where you fast forward a little bit ahead to understand why they might have done that. So, the first English use of it was done by, i have to read this out, was done by a guy called Sir William James Herschel in July of 1858. Now, what he did was he was the chief magistrate of Huli District in Jungapur, India. And he used fingerprints on native contracts. Uh-huh. They um, obviously couldn't sign their name and things like that, and he was a businessman. He was trying to get their property, their land, their workers. However, he could. He made a deal with a local businessman and said, off the top of his head, he goes, "Oh, just um, push your hand on this ink and put it on the contract." And the businessman was impressed. Mm. It became official. Oh, I've see what I've done here. What it turned out was they were impressed because they thought it was some kind of way of putting their soul or some part of them imprinting it onto that document to make it more legal. yeah, And that's just stuck. And he began to collect hundreds and hundreds of handprints from all the people he would work with. And on how the how did he know whose was it? Well, he didn't, but eventually he began to figure out whose were those markings and ah, could okay. start to associate those handprints with people he'd worked with. Um, you go fast forward even to 1883. Mark Twain wrote a book called Life on the Mississippi which talked about a murderer who was identified using fingerprint identification. Same in a later book called Puddin' Head Wilson, which was in a court trial where fingerprints were used in the narrative to uh, solve that crime
1: as well. Can you have a toe print? Potentially, yes.
0: I, I guess the same logic applies. Toe I'm print. just saying
1: all these barefoot burglars.
0: Yeah. Uh, some people can confuse uh, koala and gorilla fingerprints for human fingerprints. Uh, so if you want to rob a bank, take a koala in with you to hold the gun.
1: If you get kicked in the face by someone who's barefoot... Potentially. That's how you know that,
0: you know... I guess the thing is, we don't use our feet as much it's prob- around the house. It's
1: probably Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's
0: probably it going to... Pro- you, you've got a roundhouse <laughs> kicked to your head. I don't need to see the fingerprints, mate. It was Jean-Claude yeah, Van Damme.
1: He tr- did he have a cause light in a mullet? It was Jean-Claude Van Damme.
0: Yeah, but here's the weird and gross thing to end this story out about fingerprints. So, obviously we can use them to identify dead people. Uh, this one coroner and fingerprint expert noted that if you find a hand in water, like if a person's been drowned and they've been bloated out to all, you can't really recognise them. What you can do is, because the skin is so loose, you can cut the skin off the hand, put it on your hand like a glove, and then use your own pressure to get the fingerprints off that hand and thumb.
1: I'm sure they've done that in a movie as well. They
0: probably have, but it comes from experience. You can take the skin off like a glove, wear it, and that's how you can get the fingerprints, which you wouldn't be able to do Hmm. in any other way.
1: I was looking for a new
0: hobby. Thanks. As I say, they've managed to use it because there's one story in 2000. 2012 they found a thumb in a belly of a fish and was like oh that's interesting where did the thumb come to through the process of investigation they got in touch with this guy who lost a finger during wakeboarding wow. lost his thumb i was like is this your thumb he goes uh yeah where, where did no, you find I've, it i've got both
1: of- oh wait no it is it's yeah. mine so the word again
0: <laughs> dactylogram it was dactylogram yeah beautiful dactylogram
1: my final word for you is destinesia
0: that's a great band.
1: Yeah, Destinesia Unknown. Uh, Destinesia, reaching your destination but forgetting what you went there for.
0: Oh, I call that every single day of my life.
1: More common during work hours. It is a real phenomenon.
0: Do-do-do-do-do. you know why? Is, is it because the Travelling some... memory loss. I think it's because it's something to do with the fact that we have muscle memory and we automatically know where we're going without the thought process to tell us how we're getting there.
1: Take away nine million points. Oh. It is all to do with doorways. Bloody doorways. Research, they've done computer and physical testing on many, many people. Mm. Research reveals that our minds treat doorways as event boundaries. So you walk through a doorway, your brain goes, that's the end of that chapter, and creates a new one. But it doesn't retain the the memory that you had when you that you created in the previous room so if you went from here to the kitchen yeah you would been you be across through two doorways you'd be more likely to forget what you left here for you get to the kitchen and then you go oh what?
0: The problem and is, I would forget before I left this door. My, that's my issue in general. I have a memory like a sieve.
1: Well, then you have a real problem. And then I would refer you to this quiz. Signs to look out for that your memory loss is a problem. Oh, God. Signs to look out for that your memory loss is a problem.
0: Just so I know, this isn't Mr. Google thing At the end of this list. I find out I've got Alzheimer's, right? This, is, this isn't one of those horrible...
1: I have not Dr. Googled you. This is actually true. All right. Uh, do you have trouble watching TV or reading books and struggle to follow plots? No. Do you buy items from the shop, forgetting that you've already got loads of them at home? Yes. I do that. Febreze and quinoa are my big two. Toilet paper. Do your friends and family subtly try and take over tasks for you? No. Okay, then you're all all right. All
0: right, okay, good. What
1: about this one? Do you know your way around town, but when giving directions to others, you don't remember the names of the streets? Yes then that's okay. All right, good. That last one is fine.
0: That's the last one that says you don't have a degenerative brain disease. (laughs) If you've had
1: three of the others, then you'd be in trouble. Uh, Destinesia, reaching your destination and forgetting what you went in for, has another name when you're in shopping malls. It's called Maltzheimer's.
0: (laughs) It's It's a good word. It's cruel, but it's good.
1: Uh, So the next time you struggle uh, to remember what you came in for, blame the doorways. It's the door's fault. Just work in an open plan office.
0: But there's an interesting uh, sidebar to this story as well, where they say if you drive long distances to get from your home to work, people can put themselves at danger because they'll forget what they're doing. They're so used to doing that journey that Mm. they'll mentally blank out so they say if you take these long journeys mix it up on Tuesday maybe go a different route or go on a different motorway or, or whatever. listen to a
1: podcast reasonable volume while you're driving exactly so, you not
0: in area just you know within the car speakers and make sure you can see your blind spot at all times
1: be careful next time you suffer from Destinesia if in doubt go to dictionary.com whenever you forget stuff <laughs> time for this week's cheat letters cheat letters yeah. Dybox D-Y-B-B-U-K-S any guesses? Die Bucks.
0: Is it a coffee shop for coffees that have <laughs> <Lesbians>. been. <Yeah. laughs> I was actually going to say had been, you know, color corrected or something. I didn't quite go it that other way. Good.
1: No, it's not. Die Bucks, D Y B B U K S, in Jewish mythology. Oh, um... no, don't tell me.
0: Is it a box that holds a demon? Yeah, kind of, yeah. I, I, I've heard about this. It, there was a horror film based on this very thing that. Mm. It, yeah. Yeah.
1: Big in horror movies. Yeah. Uh, It is a malicious, possessing spirit believed to be the dislocated soul of a dead person mm. still used in small yiddish communities the dybbuk was featured as the main antagonist in horror films like the unborn yeah. the possession and many of the paranormal activity movies
0: mm. we use a lot of uh, catholic exorcism horror stories you know, obviously the exorcist is a great example yeah. this is that kind of jewish replacement for that myth legend or whatever you want to call it
1: really jewish word for some kind of evil spirit in a box yeah. i'm a living in a box hey hey, hey. I'm living in the Die Bucks box. box. Yeah, so there you go. It will get you lots of points. 19 in Scrabble, 22 in Words of Friends. Die Bucks.
0: This show is part of Podomity, the podcast
1: comedy network. We're the best kept secret on cast.
0: Why not laugh at what else we've got? Check out pedometry.com now.